amigos, and welcome back to another episode of La Vida Verde Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Human here at Finca Vida Verde. And uh, my guest today is Tone Captains. I think I got that name right. We just call him T. And uh, he is a retreat and life transformation facilitator, um, currently living here with his family uh, over just across the river in Tutubares. It's going to be a great conversation. We're going to be talking about uh, retreats and medicine work. And so stick around. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And I'm going to call you T for the rest of this uh, episode, if that's all right. That's how we know you. That's T. Um, T, I love having you in my community. Um, and your family is just brings me so much joy. Your son, Onyx, every time he comes here is like lit up with like, he's just so inspired, like loves music. I, he's always excited to learn. And I can see how like, it's always a reflection of the parents, you know, when the, when the kid has that vibe. So good job, bro. Thank good you. Job. Thank you. <laughs> and that's a testament. So I guess because the, the, the idea of the podcast today we're going to talk about is, um, well, retreats. You're a retreat facilitator. Yeah, that's right. Retreats and like transformation in, in general. Yeah. And um, medicine work is part of that as well. So, okay. <laughs> we'll start uh, with, tell us a little bit about your, I know that you're originally from the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, and you live there. Like, how? Tell us a little bit about your your youth. Yes, born uh, born and raised in uh, in the Netherlands. Um, and I and I remember that as a kid. Well, I didn't have this this lush jungle here in my backyard. But um, what's it like there? I had a I had a big um, uh, what you call it like a tree nursery in my in my backyard, kind of like, like Christmas trees. Uh, all sort of trees, but like mostly for for exportation. Like the Netherlands is pretty big in in, in that kind of uh, things, like trees. Uh, exportation greenhouses that kind of stuff oh. uh, we're mainly flat right so we, it's really easy in the Netherlands to grow all those kind of uh, uh -huh. things we had that in our backyard so from from a little kid uh, I was like always like outside always playing making tree houses uh, doing naughty things <laughs> uh, uh, whoa <laughs> kind of naughty things <laughs> I mean we 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 messed it up a little bit here and there. We made fires in 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 a place that was not always the, the right spot to do that. Right. Um, but we had good fun and we were like outside all the time. So that was that was great. Um, yeah. And then uh, later on, I um, uh, kind of like walked the normal path, as in went to uh, high school uh, and then uh, went to to study. Uh, I always say like in a past life, I studied business economics because. <laughs> Because it was a past life. It was a past life. That's how it feels. It was like a long time ago. Well, but it, you know, as a as a fellow uh, retreat facilitator, I can say like having that business and economics background is kind of helpful. It's nice. I always <laughs> say like if, and I'm partly joking there, but I'm always saying like it's nice that I can at least send my own invoices, that I know how to do that, <laughs> that I can make a budget for my retreats. Uh, so that it's nice to have that skill, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, but it was coming back then from. Um, 
a place of like, okay, I have the brains. I'm kind of like okay-ish with math and statistics, economics. Let's just do that. And let's just follow the, the, the path that people had in mind for me. And that's maybe also interesting because while I'm saying this, that that's uh, I guess where the seed was planted already to to uh, to work with people because it was also a struggle for me back then. I was just doing something that I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't get energy from it. It wasn't my passion. And so yeah, it took me also seven years, for example, to uh, to get through through college, <laughs> which is quite long. <laughs> Should be done in 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 four years normally. Um, it took you seven years. It took me seven years. Um, for a four-year degree. For a four-year degree, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, you, know, uh, you know, just an extra Everybody's got to go on their own path, you know? Like, True. It's, which, yeah. which results in the fact that I'm, I mean, I'm turning 40 next year and I'm still paying off debt from my time in college. Wow, so yeah, that's yeah. just... Yeah. So there's not free free university and... No, no. I mean, no, no. You, you have to... Uh, you have to pay for it, mm-hmm. yeah, or at least have to pay back for it, and you can get certain loans and and it's stuff. So crazy and to me that we're like this generation is we're all like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> How and can then, we get ahead when we're still paying off the past? It's exactly, like... exactly, and then mostly, I mean, I I I I, I got over that. Uh, luckily, I mean, I'm old enough to be uh, to be over that part, but it took me also quite a few years to accept, like, okay, now I have a uh, now I'm in debt with uh, with the government if it mm. comes to my my study. I have to pay that off and I don't really feel that I benefit that much from it. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, I do believe in the end, we all walk our path. Uh, do you think it reason. all happens for a reason? Yeah. That's of what course. I was say. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in coincidence or I don't believe in, in those kind of things. It, it has to happen that way uh, with all the, the, the <laughs> darkness and the, and the, yeah, the less, the less brightened parts. Okay, yeah, and well, it led you to here somehow, some twisty, windy path, right? So yes. I don't think yeah. we're doing so bad over here. No, no, and also still here. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but we also still just try to figure it out here, right? It's not like, I mean, I always really am a strong believer that wherever you go in the world, wherever you, you settle, uh, you bring everything there, your 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 beauty and your demons and everything. So you you can maybe start over in a new environment you can start again um but it's all about the inner the inner work and the inner feelings the Mm -hmm. inner processes that that turn out like how you thrive or not thrive in a certain place yeah i mean we change the situation but you you know yeah the the, yeah i I hear what you're saying the the problems it's not about it's not about this problem or dealing with that problem it's how we it's an approach to the problem how you approach things i guess um and then, so what about meeting? How'd you meet Amy? That's a cool story. That's also not a coincidence. That's what, like, maybe one of my my biggest experiences in life, where I felt okay, that's that's just not coincidence. And I'm going to try to keep it short. <laughs> we have a mutual friend. Uh, his name is Kuhn. And um, Kuhn and Tun. Kuhn and Tun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kuhn and Tun. Kuhn and Tun. A mutual friend, and and he. Um, this must have been like around 10 years ago now. He came out of the jungle in Peru from an ayahuasca journey, multiple day ayahuasca journey, he came out of the jungle. He was in the airport and Amy was on her way, Amy, my partner, was on her way to Peru, to the jungle, to an ayahuasca ceremony. And they like really randomly cross paths on a random airport in Peru. Mm-hmm. They... 
they got to know each other. They uh, sent like contact information, and that's how they kept in touch. Um, and then, like a couple of years after, uh, I had planned to go on a on a ski trip to uh, to British Columbia to Canada. And I was running with him in Amsterdam in the Vondel Park. Um, it's a really popular <laughs> park in Amsterdam. I was it's a, running. It's a ski park or what? I uh, know it's just a just an, uh, a, a, a man-made park. Okay. Yeah, uh, but Vondel it's Park. It, Vondel Park. A Vondel Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just learning you some Dutch. I love I love the Dutch language. <laughs> it's so weird the Dutch language. <laughs> Anyway, we were we were going for a run, and he was asking me like, "Hey, how is it going?" And uh, with that ski trip that you're planning, I was like, "Well, pretty good, but I I still need like an address in Vancouver because I'm flying to uh, to Vancouver. Mm. I need like a couch surfing address or an Airbnb or whatsoever." What did he, you call it? An like, a, address? A, a couch surfing? No, what was the first thing you said? Airbnb. Oh, okay. Did I say something weird? Say oh, I need I need an address. I need an address. Address. To, address. Sorry. Got it. Okay. I was like, what? Okay. I need, need an address. address. You need a place to go. A place to go. A place to say. And from there, I, I I will be fine. I will sort things out. And okay. I I also wanted to be like a bit adventurous and not planning like too much. So that that's how it uh, went because he said like, oh, I I know someone in in Vancouver and well, if I connect you guys, then she will receive you arms wide open and you can stay there for a couple of days. <laughs> and that was Amy. And and back then we still connected uh, via Facebook. And then you had to get like a friend request from uh-huh. the other person. So he introduced us, and that's how we met online. And then like. I don't know, a month, two months later, we met uh, on the airport uh, of Vancouver. And how long ago is this? This is like, this was December 2016. Okay. And then I was supposed to go skiing after two or three days. That that turned out a little different. You didn't go skiing. I, I did go skiing, but after two weeks instead of after two or three days. <laughs> okay. So. With her. Uh, no, she no, didn't. She no, didn't no she, <laughs> she's like a fake Canadian. So um, she, she, <laughs> she doesn't really ski or snowboard. I'm from upstate New York, and I don't do either of those things either, so, you know. I just always call her fake Canadian, but that's mostly because she can't stand the cold. Yeah, man, we're not all made for that stuff. You know, like, I mean, what's her, what's her blood, you know, like, where's her, do you know what it is? Uh, I don't know those names, but she's definitely the, um, the ones that, that uh, doesn't have the fire in her system, so to say. No, I meant like, yeah, oh, I see what you're saying, like, the the, the Ayurveda ones. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like. Like genetic history, like you oh, know. that's even more funny because she she has uh, Icelandic Icelandic heritage. Oh. Her last name is is Sigfusson. Oh, uh, well, really? Which which comes from that the son of Sigfus. Uh, so she has like three or four generations before uh, before her. It's it's just Icelandic. Okay, that makes the story even more funny, I guess. Wow, well, <laughs> it just makes it you know. It's definitely interesting how we just find our own place. Like I have the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in. The cold. The first time I spent a winter out of the cold, like first, I it was, I remember being sixteen and like we were marching in a parade in Los Angeles, and I was like, "It's eighty degrees on New Year's Eve." This is I didn't even know it existed. I mean, I kind of had heard about this possibility that it's there's places where it's not freaking cold. Yeah. But like experiencing it for me was like, so I can relate. Yeah, no, hundred percent. She she always told me from the very beginning uh, that she wanted to go to to Costa Rica mm-hmm. uh, and that she's more of like a jungle gal than uh, than a Canadian one. So oh. I'm kind of like make jokes about it, and and it, there is some truth in it. I and guess. so you were like, for from the beginning, were you like? Yeah, I'm into that. No, hell no. No, <laughs> no, because I was kind of like. Um, I wasn't say I wouldn't say like stuck in the Netherlands because that sounds negative, but I really was having a good time there. I I liked and I do like the 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 country. Uh, I I was established there. I had my work there, um, my friends, my family, my whole uh, social 
environment was there. So I didn't feel that big of an urge to leave. Mm. Um, but Amy did. And of course, well, she took the leap first from Canada to the Netherlands. So it's not that black and white that I felt like, okay, I own you one and I, I, I need to go now with you. But there was uh, circumstances that made us uh, took took a leap and there was a certain necessity to to do a radical uh, change or to create a radical change um, and yeah Co Costa Rica was pulling her in already for like uh, 10 years um, we've been together as a family when Onyx was just 10 months old um, uh, we came to Costa Rica for the first time with the three of us so it was like it, it made sense and at the same time yeah of course it's it's for everyone a huge step to uh, to take the leap and to leave yeah. everything behind yeah it, it really is it is and I, that's why i'm so amazed at all the people here it's like there's just the brave you know i mean that's everyone here is pretty brave to like leave of, their home leave their family leave yeah. their culture and like come try a new yeah you know there's a lot of of course uh people that think like wow uh, they only see the bright side of it uh the the, the happy family that leaves their country and goes right uh, on an adventure and, and and it's also that but it's not only that it's like it's it's for me the the first uh, we've been here now a little over a year in in costa rica and it has also been a year of like grief and sadness and like struggling and falling on the ground and mm -hmm. getting up again and it's not it's not it's not only easy mm -hmm. um so i think that's that's yeah uh, a topic that a lot of people that live here can can relate to right and you um neither of i mean i don't know I, i'm you don't work online you don't have like a Tiny bit, but, but barely. Bit. Yeah, I do a little bit. You, you introduced me and I do a little bit of online coaching as well. Okay, online um, coaching. But I mean, I always said like I'm, I didn't come to the jungle to, to work here four or five days on my laptop. Right. Um, so the But there is a little bit of that that I'm doing as well. Yeah. So how did you get into, what, in, what inspired you to get into retreat facilitation? Because that's really your main... At the moment, passion. I would say it's one of my main main passions. Yeah, when I back in the Netherlands, I also worked for like almost a decade with with teenagers and young adults. Uh -huh. um, maybe nice to say a little bit about that as well. That definitely. was definitely also my 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 passion, uh, and that was actually originated in the fact that I had my own uh, youth, so to say, going to college, didn't really know what I was doing, just choosing like uh, a subject. Mm. I was kind of lost when I was 15, 16, 17. My parents d divorced at that age as well. So I was, I was kind of lost. And um, well, like 15, 20 years later, uh, I got an opportunity to work with that specific target group. Um, with so, kids, or y teen, young Yeah, adults. like let's say 15, 16 sure. to like mid-20s, mid so right. to say. Yeah. And I worked for a, a conscious gap year program in the Netherlands, like a really epic program. Um, a lot of people that, that, that listen to your podcast know Casa Sula, for example, right? The school mm -hmm. here, here. Casa Sula is the local alternative school. They actually call it, it's an unschool. So Yeah, a non-directive mm -hmm. school, unschooling system. And I always say to explain it easy, like, yeah, that's what I did. But then for just a little older uh, oh. kids. Help them facilitate their passions. Kind of. And to, to reconnect to, the, to their true nature and to remember, like, oh, wh what is my, my passion? Wh uh, what is my purpose? Wh what, what are my talents? Because mm. they're so, yeah, getting away from that in the, in the traditional school system. Mm. It's just completely pulling you away from, from those things. So you mm. kind of have to reconnect them. And luckily, there are places, right, like like Asasula and and other like Waldorf Steiner right. uh, and inspired uh, schools. Right, right. 
Um, but the majority, uh, me in including, uh, went went to went went to and through it like uh, with, with no guidance. No, not at all. And I didn't learn any. I was like super insecure. I didn't like this, for example. I would like never ever done that when I was you like twenty. Shy. Super shy. Super insecure. I didn't develop any social skills, and now. Now I'm standing for groups, and I like it. And now I'm in your in your podcast. <laughs> I like it, but that that whoa, that was a hell the of a world transformation. Is watching <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that that yeah, phew, that was a was an interesting uh, uh, journey. And so to to take the step to towards the the retreats, um, at one point I just felt like uh, the 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 power of working in groups, and I I've I have experienced that for example also in the in the gap year program with the teenagers because then you're also in groups always. Mm. It's just so powerful to 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 connect with other like-minded people and to go on a journey together. Um, yeah, that's really really amazing. And so and it was a groups. It was a group facilitation. Yeah, I also did one on one like private retreats, mm -hmm. but I I like the groups uh, the most. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was working with the youth and seeing the transformation that was happening. Yeah. And and so when then how did that transition into like? Yeah, I mean there were there were like a there were like a couple things coming by uh, along the road. Um, uh, there was one funny thing. I, I was working for that gap year program, mm -hmm. and at one point, uh, also those uh, teenagers, young adults, they they got to know like that I was doing uh, retreats. And back then, I started with a group of friends doing uh, man retreats. For example, we mm -hmm. did like three, four times a year. We uh, we hosted a man retreat. What do you do at man retreats? What do you do at man retreats? <laughs> well, basically, not that much different than in other retreats. But the the power of being only with man is just like it's. Yeah, it's also like one of a kind, and um, yeah, there has been always like a lot like for women, right? For women, it was like less um, uh, weird to come together with only women, right. uh, the circles and stuff that was already existing for for a longer time. But we were a little behind as men, and uh, I think it, it also like uh, takes a huge leap, which is really great, and. Yeah, what I always experience with working with men only is just like, and I also notice it in myself, like there is those little tiny imprints and behaviors that are like really subtle in us, but they all vanish all of a sudden. So we don't have to impress women anymore. We don't have to be the cool guys making cool jokes. Uh, we don't have to look good. We don't have to uh, be strong. We don't have to be whatever, you know. And all of a sudden, we can let go of all that. Let that beer yeah. belly out. Yeah, the beer belly. <laughs> hand down your pants. <laughs> and we, but also just, uh, we could just can be like vulnerable uh, amongst other men. And we can sure. just be real and, and we yeah. don't have to hold up. Uh, I'm making jokes right now to impress the women. Exactly. Right? Exactly. How exactly. This works. <laughs> You probably have like a huge uh, following, uh, which is mainly women. Yeah, mostly, yeah, mostly, uh, you know, uh, women, uh, twenty-five to uh, you know, uh, forty-five. You know, it's it's huge, yes. huge following, huge following. <laughs> huge following. <laughs> um, no, so, I yeah. love. We have a pretty freaking diverse audience. I love that's, it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's good. So, so yeah. men's. I I really honor that kind of work mm -hmm. because you know, honestly, I've done a few men's circles, but never like a full men's retreat and i think it would be really a beneficial yeah. experience it is um yeah it's a really that's a really cool idea men, mm -hmm. my and i've always i believe that like conscious men don't have a we're just not i don't know i don't i i don't know about you i know that for me like 
my father was kind of in his own world doing mm. work and his own passions wasn't super present and so to have the kind of other i never really feel like i had a big strong bond with whoops sorry you know with mm. a lot of men and i don't have any brothers you know so i was raised by my mom for the most part and you know i had a sister that i'd play toys with and stuff you yeah. know so yeah, it'd be cool to like have that experience yeah no, absolutely. And I think uh, the majority of us men didn't get uh, the best examples. Um, and I do need to say also, because that's very important, I learned from that in the past, that of course generations before and uh, above us did their very best they could. Uh, so it's not so much about like they did wrong or we have to judge them for what they uh what they lack no of course not but it's yeah we 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 didn't get the tools uh that we need like nowadays in our lives like how how can you how can you be in a relationship with a partner if you never have had to uh, learn or never learned how to be with your own emotions mm. um that's super difficult and that's also why a lot of relationships collapse right because at one point if if the, the the men in this case don't know how to handle with their own inner worlds and they all gonna keep it like inside, mm-hmm. uh, there's no connection with with the partner on on that specific uh, topic for sure or those specific topics. And then at one point, like either you know, the 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 man explodes or he goes uh, seeking elsewhere or or uh, women goes away or whatsoever. Like there's always like conflict and then um yeah that if you can't resolve conflict that's that's a huge problem yeah i would agree i mean we're living in a time right now it's actually it's funny because you're saying this and i'm thinking like israel and hamas just like popped into my brain i mean i anyone who's like living in the world right now is probably like this is somewhere in their consciousness even if they don't want it to be and i was thinking about that kind of this men's work and this kind of learning how to communicate and like learning how to tap into your emotions and how if we all had that experience, how the yeah. world might be different. Oh man, yeah. And yeah, there's a huge potential, um, but it also comes, it, it goes two directions. So for example, you were, you were um, mentioning like uh, one of the uh, unfortunately many examples that we have nowadays of conflicts and, and war in, in the world. Um, but also like every human being or let's let's say we were talking about men but i would say every human being every man has to also like acknowledge their own hitler inside of them right because we're not like better or we're not like further or we're not like more uh, uh developed we only have more consciousness and we have more more awareness but that doesn't mean that this those dark parts are not existing in us anymore so there's a hitler in any everyone and there's also a lot of beauty in everyone and if we can if we neglect that and if we say like no 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 there's no hitler in me i'm like better than that that mm-hmm. that's also part of the problem sure acknowledging your acknowledging the fact that like you're a human and humans do hold these like exactly all the, yeah the human human we have this huge scope of possibility and it, it's all really a choice in the end like yeah. right like yeah. what do you yeah. think yeah no 100 percent. It, it's a it's a choice and it's not always easy to to make that choice and to follow that choice because of course there's also still a lot of people that suffer and uh, it's it's for me it's sometimes too easy to say like yeah pain is is inevitable and suffering is a choice i kind of agree with that but it's not that doesn't say that it's easy to give up suffering right Mm -hmm. because as human beings we have sometimes a tendency to just 
go into that victim stage sure. and to feel all the heaviness of life. And of course, a lot of people have experienced extreme things in their lives where they were a victim. So yeah, it's, it's, it is tough. Yeah. This is a funny conversation. This is a funny topic because like I, yeah, I, you know, I had somebody reflect to me, you know, their perspective of me saying that, you know, you know, that, that they, they noticed that I had a, some, some victim stories and I was just like, yeah, but like these things happened. Mm. So this is, that's, I'm all constantly trying to like deal with that. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, there's one thing about not, you know, obviously if we focus our energy on, on, you know, that, um, I don't think like uh, there's like this overarching, like, you know, energy compressing me, but mm. like, like you said, we all have shit that's happened to us Absolutely. and some of us more intense than others. Yes. So how can we acknowledge that, you know, and not let it, you know. I don't know. It, it was really interesting. I'm mm -hmm. like, really? You think it control? You think it like leads me? Because I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. But this was like a reflection yeah. of a former partner, mm -hmm. so to speak. <laughs> a former partner. A former partner won't I mean, say names. Won't say names. Okay. <laughs> I won't ask. I mean, uh, you know, it was a good. It was interesting. It's <laughs> yeah, worth. Yeah. I mean, because I'm, I'm not. You know, I want to hear these things. I want to take these yeah. things in. So. Well, yeah, if anything, I, I also know you as a, as a guy that's just super open to that feedback. So that's, that's where it, that's where it starts. Like if you, if you, if you're like, no, 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 that's bullshit, right? No, 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 no. That's your projection. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's all like nonsense. Then you miss a, a, a possible opportunity for growth. Right. And it doesn't say that that person is right because m maybe it is bullshit. Maybe it is just their own projection, but maybe there could be some truth in it. And sure. then it's worth looking at it. Sure. And um, yeah, I believe I believe that that uh, um, it's 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 noticeable when you are mainly led from like a victimship kind of place because then it's really hard, for example, to to thrive in your life. It's really hard to manifest. Right. It's really hard to create. It's really hard to be happy. It's really hard to have purpose. And if you have all of that, then it's also less likely that you're led by uh, the, the the traumatic events that you have been through. Mm -hmm. earlier in your in your life so yeah i think there is truth in it but uh there's the it's it's just and that's why for example retreats can be really beneficial because then you have a moment for yourself to stand still to look into your inner world uh to see what's going on uh to see if there's any like patterns in your life that are not really f functioning anymore or not really helping you or supporting you anymore so you can grow Right, and in the group, in the group experience, it's like being in community. Community is ref is constantly reflecting things and offering you new perspectives, and yeah, yeah. So, what if, kind if, of retreats? Yeah, yeah. go sorry, go. No, ahead. yeah, one one thing, like because if any anything, right, like um, I believe that the especially in the in the in the last five to ten years, um, we as human beings have created even like a more deep uh, need or an urgency of of belonging. Right, we want to belong. And we want to feel safe. But if we try to walk our way through life as an individual, we also have that uh, little uh, man on our shoulder that constantly says like, yeah, but you're, it's only your problem. You're, you're the only one that suffers from this or you're the only one that has this negative belief. And then when you come together in a group, in community, all of a sudden, and it happens every single time, people are like, ah, 
I'm not the only one, right? <laughs> I'm, I thought I was like completely uh, l lunatic, but I'm not. I'm just a human being and I can relate to other people that experience the same yeah. kind of struggles as me. And that gives a, a, a huge motivation to uh, to work further from there. Hmm. Definitely, no. I, I, I've had recently, I was, it's funny because because of the Israel thing, I reached out to a friend in Israel um, you know, it was like how, you know, just checking in, mm -hmm. um, an old friend and, and w we got to talking, we're both similar age and it's like, I'm not surrounded by a lot of people my age, but mm -hmm. if you talk to people your age, oftentimes they're going through very similar things, yeah. like yeah. existentially, yeah. maybe not individual, you know, like, okay, you have a, a wife and a child, your problems are going to be a little different than mine, but we're, it's funny how even just be being from the same generation and having the same perspective of having grown up in the same world and having watched the world transition in the same way, yeah. growing up with the same music, all those things. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. really do like, um, it's kind of mirror each. Yeah, There's a, something interesting going on. It's it's easier to to relate to each other, and it's easier to mirror. And there's a um, uh, I recently listened to a, a podcast from another um, guy, and uh, like it's a pretty famous psychiatrist. Psych Whoa, how do you say that word? Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, uh -huh. thank you. From the Netherlands. And he, he speaks about this topic and he even says like, yeah, if you, for example, um, think you are very good in relationships uh, and that's really something that you're good in, uh, good at, you're still like you, you, you are together with your first love of your life from your early 20s, you're like 20 years married, and then you think you should become a relationship therapist. <laughs> and he said that's nonsense because you know who is a good relationship therapist the one who has been divorced four times mm. right because they have been going through the pain and through the struggles mm -hmm. and they can say like hey i don't know shit about relationships because i suck at them <laughs> but at least i know i can tell you from my experience right. and from my pain how it is to deal with that and how to move on because i'm still here and i, I divorced four times for example so that's really interesting and i really uh I believe I believe in that. Uh, That's powerful. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about having a new career as a relationship counselor. Oh, really? No, <laughs> just, um, um, you might be pretty good at it. I mean, I, I could tell you what not to do. No, no, no. I, I'm feeling, I feel pretty like in balance with that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I feel pretty in balance with that whole, mm -hmm. with that whole world. Um, I want to yeah. talk more about your retreats though. So yes. you host what kind of retreats like do they include like medicine retreats or yeah it's for me it's uh it has been like uh, taken a couple years before i found like some kind of like ideal template even though i don't like the word template for a retreat but like let's say a, a combination of certain elements that really works for me right. um which is uh, the sweat lodge is always a part of uh part of, yeah it's it's ama an amazing ritual um there's always uh breath work included amy is a is a, a breath work practitioner oh, really? she, she does the the breath work in uh, in most of my retreats like holotropic breath work like she has she's um officially like uh, trained in clarity breath work uh, and that's just one of the many many uh types, uh, types. um just a form of, of circular breathing um and that is that's helping to to definitely like dive deep into the inner inner body it's like slower or it's like it's it is like a little bit slower yeah no not slower okay. it's slower uh yeah. but it's it's it is intense and it is deep and it's it goes for like 45 minutes to an hour so it's a long it's a long breathwork session 
Um, so breathwork, main part of it, uh, we always uh, use some kind of plant medicine, mostly uh, psilocybin. That's that's oh. my my favorite. Uh, mushrooms. Mushrooms, <laughs> yes. And then in the Netherlands, we were lucky, right? Because the the part of the mushroom that grows underground, the truffle, is uh, is legal in the Netherlands. Oh. So you can also actively promote with it. Um, here it's also kind of okay. In, in Costa Rica, they also don't really care that yeah. much. Um, but that was like, um, yeah, that was relatively like uh, in our advantage, of course, because yeah, if you do, for example, ayahuasca in the Netherlands, you have to be a bit cautious, mm. which is stupid, of course. But on, on the other hand, uh, yeah, that's what it is. So. And so, do you lead the ceremonies, or do you bring in other practitioners? How does it usually? It depends. Work? Like uh, the um, the the psilocybin, I I lead myself. I feel like since a couple of years, like confident enough that I that I can do that. Um, the sweat lodge for me is as of now is too sacred to um, uh, to lead that. Um, so I I've been assisting as a firekeeper uh, quite sometimes. Mm -hmm. So then you're busy with the stones, you're bringing them in, and you you make sure the fire uh, what, keeps burning. What tradition of sweat lodge? Like who? Uh, Lakota. I have done Lakota uh, quite a quite a few times, uh, and uh, also here in Costa Rica, it's more like a mix. Um, I don't even know the exact name to be honest, but they use like something from Lakota and some from like other. Um, yeah, it's like uh, pan in pan indigenous like. Here and here they call it Temescal. It's, yeah, but it's it's the same. It's I mean it's in, similar. It's, it's actually similar. not. I find the Lakota sweats to be powerful, like mm -hmm. intense. I yeah. love. I like like a, a good sweat. Yeah. But then like I've done. Yeah, it's funny how some cultures have like. Yeah. And you're like, is this, is this? like I, was, I, was, I was getting ready for some intense sweat. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you think like, okay, now I've get it because I've done like a couple sweat lodges with these guys. And then you 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 go into another one and it's like, whoa, all of a sudden it's like a different, different structure, different rules, different totally. setup. Um, and normally like this is a little bit maybe uh, black and white speaking here, but like Lakota is very structured. So it's very like. Uh, yeah. according a set of yep. rules four rounds Language, four songs the whole yeah, yeah you should shut your mouth and uh, and the guy who's leading is the only one talking right. and uh, they uh, pour normally the water uh, really fast and it gets really hot yes. like I, I mean it gets hot in every sweat lodge but it gets hot really fast yes. so that's uh, so yeah, we do that sweat lodge, breath work, uh, plant medicine, and then I also use some uh, supportive plants uh, from the jungle. Uh, so rape, for example, the the tobacco that you can. Uh, yep. Uh, now it's not really sniff in your nose, but they they blow yeah, it yeah. into your nose. Um, then you have ambul and uh, the mambe is a tobacco pasta yes. and uh, the, coca. the coca leaves. Uh, so all supportive plants that really can help throughout the retreat uh, or in certain ceremonies to. Yeah, to to help and to support you because there's like so much wisdom in those in those plans, right? And so, is a lot of like stationary, or do you go out and do events, or like do you bring people in? Like, what's I mean, is the medicine like doing the medicine? Like, it's like you're sitting with yourself doing medicine, or I mean, that's that's an interesting topic that you share here because. Um, I, I do believe that the, that the plans in general or all um, ceremonies that we um, that we that we do have already all the wisdom in themselves. So I I just need to be there. I need to ground myself and therefore uh, the field that we're in. Um, I need to make sure that the, there's a sacred safe space, and then the ceremony does does the work. Mm -hmm. 
But I do also feel, and I have also experienced throughout the, the last five, six, seven years, that there is a lot of people that have a lot of limiting beliefs and imprints um, that are not always very helpful during ceremony. Mm. So to give one example, um, you can uh, let somebody travel in a plant medicine journey like fully by themselves, but sometimes I use my intuition and I go to that person because I feel they, they, they need something. And nine out of 10 afterwards, they say to me, they gave back like, oh yeah, I'm so happy that you came because I didn't dare to ask for help, right? So those imprints are so like strong in ourselves that even with a plant medicine, sometimes people really need something. Even if it's just like, can you come sit next to me and hold my hand for like a couple minutes, right? Just to be there as an anchor next to them. But they don't feel like they, they, they can ask for that. And so right. they don't. So you're helping, you're helping guide a little bit. When a you, little, when you, as you, minimal as possible. Room, but yes, know. exactly. You try to read the room and you try to, to not like, there's of course had a, a big wound in all us uh, coaches, trainers, therapists is that we want to help, right? So you have to really try to focus like, hey, is it, am I doing this for my own is ego? Is this my place? Or is it 100% for that other person? Right. Which is, which is always like uh, clear, but you have to to tap into that, and then you can sometimes be really uh, helpful for someone. And I think you know, just to just to clarify, my question was actually uh, what I what I initially intended, and, and that's helpful actually to hear that because uh-huh. that's a good point. Um, was like, do you act? Do you go out and like, for instance, go to waterfalls or go to like go on like group like excursions, um, or is it mostly like your retreats are very like container driven yes. container driven like yeah i mean we're i in a space I, we held the container yeah and we're in yes that's what i that's what i prefer and at the same time here in in costa rica for example the the the, the upcoming retreat that we're doing uh is on a piece of land of like 30 hectares mm-hmm. so if people want to go for a stroll and want to go huck a tree somewhere or uh, dive into mm-hmm. a, a, a pond be my guest so but there's ponds on the land there's a pond like, yeah that's pretty cool yeah a pond and a, and a little a little creek uh but in general it it's there's something really powerful of of keeping the container and the group together so in for example in ceremony or when we when we uh, use a certain plant medicine it's not like okay you can just uh, take off and uh, go for a, a stroll in the jungle no we want we want to keep you sure. together with uh, with the group well, yeah, because and I guess I was, you know, that helps to for me to clarify. Like, okay, what kind of retreat? Because obviously, there's you know, Tons. very kinds, various kinds. Yours yeah. is a very specific transformational driven. It's, yeah. it's designed for like doing transformational doing the inner work. work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, it's also yeah based in that way that we we do uh, like everything is like a ceremony. So it's not only, for example, the sweat lodge or the plant medicine. But uh, the ice bath that we're doing is also ceremony. Sure. The breath work that we're doing is sure. also ceremony. The very first opening circle in which everyone shares is also ceremony. So we really approach everything as a ritual or a ceremony. That's really unique, I think. Um, and um, what from what is also very important for me is that the retreat is not only the three or the four or the seven days on the location. There's also preparation and there is integration. Mm-hmm. So you cannot like put someone through a pretty intense deep journey and then say, oh, goodbye, uh, see you sure. uh, see you next year on my I, next retreat, for example. So there is aftercare. 
Um, so it's really you go through a process from like uh, in personal intake, um, a questionnaire that you have to answer. You go through the retreat, and then after there's care as well. There's like integration sessions and everything. So beautiful. Yeah. So you we're we're about we're about out of time. So just give yeah. us a quick. You have a retreat coming up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a retreat coming up in in January. Um, it's called Revival 2024 mm -hmm. uh, to uh, awaken and remember your true nature. Yeah. Amy, uh, I have to give credits to Amy. <laughs> She's really good in uh, in coming up with those uh, those titles. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, at Lumira. It's a really beautiful retreat center uh, close to uh, to Turialba here in Costa Rica. Turialba. Turialba. Okay. Yeah, in that uh, in that area. That's in, in like the middle of Cartago area. C kinda. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Beautiful mountain area. Um, yeah, so that's where we're uh, gonna do uh, exactly, uh, or we're gonna have exactly those elements that we're just uh, we're just talking and about. And Amy co-facilitates. Amy co-facilitates. And it's male yes. and female. Male, female. Yeah, or all genders. We have to say all yeah, genders, all ages. All, uh, Eighteen plus, though. Eighteen that's over. That's mainly because we do uh, the medicine sure, work. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Sure. Um, and my last question is, why aren't you doing it here at Finca Vida Verde? That's a very good question. <laughs> I just I was just thinking about the joke that I uh, ran out of hammocks because uh, <laughs> people need to sleep somewhere. Yeah, we're we're You're a little, working on it, right? We're still working on uh, raising finding the right investors to um, to build the, all the indoor spaces that we need to do be able to host these kinds of retreats and events. That could be you. Contact me. Nice. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, eventually, I, I love that. Uh, why would you search like elsewhere if you have it like really close in your community, right? Well, that's so, why I want to have this space here because yeah. there is so many people just like you. And like, yeah, they're all going out to like other places. When we live here, why exactly. would I be close to home? Exactly. And we have the river and it's magical. And yeah. anyway. Future dreams. And so <laughs> if people want to sign up for your retreat, where yeah. can they can go to the link in our... Yeah, you can put a link. They can. Uh, I'll put a link in the description of the video, they and can, they can follow a, a revival. They can follow radical transformation or my own private account. What travel brings? And this is on Instagram. All Instagram. Say it again. Yeah. Uh, revival twenty twenty four. Okay. Radical transformation or my personal one. What travel brings? What travel brings? Yes. And that's what this is. That's what this is about. Yeah. So why should we fear what travel brings? Exactly. Then the circle is round, right? <laughs> okay, well, tune. Tone. Tone. T. Capitans. Captains. Captains. Tune, captains. It's been a great honor, my brother. Thank, Thank you, you for being here and for the work you do. I'm Matthew Human. This is La Vida Verde podcast. We release episodes every Tuesday. You can watch us on YouTube, listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, we are on Facebook at Finca Vida Verde. We are on Instagram at Finca Vida Verde CR. And if you like these podcasts, and I get a lot of great messages from people. People are really loving these, and I'm so honored and happy. And if you want to support us, we have a Patreon that helps us offset the cost. Patreon.com slash La Vida Verde podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Thank you so much for watching. Till the next time. Pura vida. Pura vida. <laughs>